Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Previously on El Flow. Diablo Raw is the bus. The regular Panama bus. The tapes, when I start doing because Calito from Riabao, ese Calito lo corretean las mujeres, eh, porque Calito tiene poderes. That was the style, la moda, el momento, la onda. This is the shit right now. Remember, in those days, Latin America was, was full of uh, military um, generals instead of presidents. The military was the bosses. One night in 1986, a police car pulls up for Renato Older. He's not sure why, but he knows it has to do with his new song, El Deni, which is popping. It was in tapes in buses, and it got so popular that radio stations start playing it. The song is about the feared Panamanian police unit known as El Deni, which is loyal to the generals running the country, including top boss Manuel Noriega. At the time, Noriega was a paid informant for the CIA and was moonlighting as a money launderer for the Medellin cartel. Or was it the other way around? Anyway, the point is he kept a tight grip on power in Panama. It was a fucked up environment, man. It was crazy. You know, people was afraid. You could not talk about the government because you was going to jail or they'll kick you out of the country. The idea for the song came to Renato after listening to a Jamaican dance hall about police brutality. In Renato's version, a Denny officer is being confronted by a criminal after committing a crime. He's like, what the hell are you going to do about it? So I said it was easy to say, que lo que el Denny puede hacer. And then after I said the song, La Policia. Yo soy Renato Comisario con poder. Te voy a enseñar lo que el Denny puede hacer. Yo puedo ponerte ahí las esposas, pegarte con un tubo o otra cosa puedo. Playing the part of the police officer, Renato goes on about what the police can get away with, like pushing you against the wall, cuffing you, and hitting you over the head with a club. At one point, Renato refers to the police as albinos, making it clear he's talking about white cops. Because in those days, they used to broke your door and go in your house. They used to do a lot of uh, wicked stuff. The song hit a nerve on the Diablo Rojos buses and then on the radio. So Renato hit the studio to make the record that's most likely the first for reggae in Espanol. The sales was so good 
that my first pay for El Deni was $800. And $800 in those times was like having like $5,000. Back in the police car, Renato had no idea what to expect. All he knew is that somebody from the military had called his boss to book him to DJ on a military base. We want the guy that sings El Deni. And my boss said, what? Yeah, yeah, we want the guy that sings El Deni. ASAP. Okay. But uh, he don't has no car and we're going to send a police car for him. And they sell a police car for me. When he gets to the base, military officers tell him Noriega is in the house and he has a special request. One of the captains told me, hey, Noriega wants you to sing. I said, but they contract me to DJ, not to sing. And I said, well, I don't know what you're going to do, but you got to sing. I said, but you got to sing. And I had to do it. This is El Flow, a journey to the roots of reggaeton. Hi, my name is Lilia Luciano. I'm a CBS News correspondent born and raised in Puerto Rico, the cradle of reggaeton. You're listening to episode four, A Sound is Born. Just a few months after releasing El Deni, Renato was lounging around at home when an idea for a new song suddenly came to him. He lived with his two grandmothers, and they love to watch novelas, or super sappy soap operas. Like, it's a Latina thing. Well, Renato's grandmothers were big fans of the novela Esa Muchacha de Ojos Café, The Brown-Eyed Girl. I hated those bunch of uh, soap opera, because I want to see my sport. And my grandma wants to see this bunch of um, soap opera. I was angry with my grandmother, and I wrote La Chica Los Ojos Café. And I was making a song to do against that. And then what I end up doing is a romantic song saying the names of all these soap opera, these novellas, and it was a big hit. That's the song that made made everything international. I was supposed to sing that song with him because he invited me to sing the song, but I was too busy, to be honest, with that. But he made the song, and the song become a hit all over. This is Reggae Sam. So he was the first one that I could say that make it out there recording. Like a good novela, the song spread throughout Central and South America. But unlike a novela, which usually stars whiter actors and reserves for black Latinos roles like maids or servants, looking at you too, Hollywood, in Renato's music video, the stars are black Panamanians, Rio Abajo, and the Diablos Rojos. The overall message of his video is, I prefer you to the glitz of the telenovela. And for that time, it's a big deal because it picked at the scar tissue surrounding a lingering question. What does it mean to be Panamanian? A question that goes back to the very founding of the country. I look at reggae and espanol as kind of an example of what is popular culture saying about what it means to be black and brown in a, a Latin American country. This is Sonia Watson, a dean at Texas Christian University and the author of a book about race and reggae in Espanol in Panama. So I look at it very much from a, a literary, cultural, and historical point of view. And so what I found was you have kind of this nation-building literature that really talks about what it means to be Black in a, in a country that does not want to recognize that Blackness. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. <laughs> Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! 
And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. Every week, we'll pick a new song from the list and talk about their placement on the revamped 2021 list. We'll also have guests join us, ranging from the artists themselves to the producers or simply other writers like ourselves who voted on them. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern-day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside and Britney Spears' Baby One More Time. There's so many fascinating stories that have been forgotten, like Midnight Train to Georgia, starting with a phone call to Farrah Fawcett, or how the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs inspired Kelly Clarkson's banger Since You've Been Gone and Beyonce's Hold Up. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Juan Gabriel. Juan Gis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Ex-Tina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So Panama, in the span of 100 years, went from a Spanish colony to a Colombian province to an independent nation. And their origin story, their identity, was up in the air. So while Teddy Roosevelt was busy building the canal, Panama was struggling with buyer's remorse. On second thought, that Panama Canal deal did not look so good. Panama during this time was really trying to define itself as a Latin American nation independent from the United States. And they were kind of fighting this kind of U.S. imperialism. So Hispanidad, Spanishness, became a really big tenet in Panamanian culture, history books, literature. They not only define themselves, but redefine themselves based on um, Spanish white culture or Spanish white mestizo culture. That turned out to be problematic for a number of reasons. Because there was this huge Black West Indian community that had come to Panama to build the canal and railroads, about 150,000 people in all. These workers radically changed the demographics of Panama. In the 1870s, the entire population of Panama was just 70,000 people. But by 1911, three years before the canal was finished, there were an estimated 330,000 people in the country. Many of the Caribbean workers went back home. The work was dangerous, the conditions were shitty, and the pay wasn't worth the hassle. But a lot of them stayed despite being considered outsiders by other Panamanians. Panamanians aligned the population culturally, 
linguistically and racially with the United States. So they were kind of deemed as foreigner. And so this directly relates to Reagan Espanol because these Reagan Espanol artists are descendants of these West Indian immigrants. During the ensuing decades, laws were passed that discriminated against the Black English-speaking community. One law prohibited non-Spanish-speaking Black people from even entering the country. Another law made Spanish a requirement for citizenship. The police, as we know, were targeting West Indians and even resorting to cutting off the dreadlocks of young Black men, like in the case of Franquito, the third member of Renato and Reggie Sam's Rio Bajo crew. The systemic racism also spread to the streets. One very overt example is the use of chombo in Panama. Um, and so the, the, chom the word chombo is a pejorative used against people of African descent, and particularly West Indians in Panama. It's like, if they mad at you, they will say, oh, it's a chombo de mierda, and, and it was bad, and it creates fights, just like in America. Here's Reggae Sam. If you talk to me today about reggae, everybody is, oh, que lindo, que bonito, nice, beautiful. It was not like that back then when it started. But when I get to my first show, the guys, there was Spanish people. Of course, I speak Spanish, fluent. And they say, oh, man, you're going to be next. I say, okay, what you going to sing? I say, reggae. And one of the Spanish guys say, reggae? Eso que es? Like, what is that? I say, oh, no, that's music from Jamaica. And then he say, oh, esa música de chombo. So the other guy, he cut in front and say, no, 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 no. It says Música de raíces de nuestra hermana África y que existe en Jamaica. You know, this is music that's from being coming from Africa and it ends in Jamaica. For Renato, having grown up a Zonian, he was spared the experiences and racism that came with an upbringing in Rio Abajo. It wasn't until after his two biggest hits that he understood the feeling. When I felt it is when now I'm a magician. And now we're singing reggae, and everybody's talking that this music is for criminals. I'm the guy that had problems when they used to call me Maliante on TV, because we did this this music. I don't know anything about delinquency. Uh, you know, I'm not a delinquent. You know, I don't rob. I don't do nothing. They didn't like the music because it was it was a music for kids. You know, the younger people made it their movement. Reggae Sam and Renato would eventually form two parts of the group Las Cuatro Potencias, The Four Powers, along with Gabi, who would release this gem. I'm sure you've heard it. It's a classic quinceañera anthem. I mean, at least it was for me. The success of El Deni, La Chica de los Ojos Café, and El Meneito was a catalyst for reggae in Español. And Rio Abajo became the launching pad for this whole new sound. If you ask me where Renato was from, Rio Abajo. Where Gabi from, Rio Abajo. Where Reggae Sam from, Rio Abajo. Where Nando Boom from, Rio Abajo. I'm the guy that started everything and it It was a great hit in El Pueblo, you know, and the projects, you know, all over was a great hit. And now we surpass everything because now el reggaeton is the number one music in, in the whole world. 
Telling the stories of Renato, Reggie Sam, and Rio Abajo are important in the story, not just to pay respects to an era that's often ignored and whose influence is overlooked, but also to look forward. Because what happens next is the quintessential story of reggaeton. Somebody's going to move, the beat is going to follow them, pick up new sounds, and emerge better and better than any time before. We used to hang a lot in Calle Siete, Rio Abajo, and um, he used to work in this grocery store. And he used to, you know, like the guys, the kids, once you finish shopping, they pack your stuff and put it in a bag. So at night, especially on the weekends, we used to go to this dance and I used to sing. And me and him used to practice a lot of combination in my mom's house because we live very close. And once I go to sing and I'm on stage and I call him up on stage and he do his thing and he... That's he tear it up. Like he would take his shirt off and start whining and the girls them start <laughs> jumping on stage. Next time on El Flow. Now we are talking about who were the first one to make reggae internationally. Huge and big. That is Edgardo Armando Franco Lowe, El General, who we know as Franquito. El Flow is a production of Exile Content Studio in partnership with iHeartRadio's My Cultura Podcast Network. The show is hosted by me, Lilia Luciano, and was created and produced by Vitenis Di Julis. Production and sound design by Dixo. Additional production by David Quiñones. Original music by Truco. Production supervision by Álvaro Céspedes. Executive producers for Exile Content Studio are Nando Vila, Isaac Lee, and Alejandro Uribe. Executive producers for iHeartMedia are Connell Byrne and Giselle Bances. For more podcasts from iHeart, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis, mm -hmm. back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.